Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, Stephen. This is Jackie. So I'm here to tell you today about my experience riding the Velocicoaster at Universal Studios Orlando, which happens to be my favorite place in the world. Um, so this was a real treat. They're doing a soft opening right now for the ride. So it officially opens on the 10th. So, um, I'm recording this on the 7th right now. So it's supposed to officially open in a, a couple days. Um, but we happened to be there this weekend and it was soft opened and we got to go on it and we honestly only waited like maybe 45 minutes. It was amazing. Um, and the queue for this ride was just amazing when you first walked in there's this giant statue of three velociraptors um and it's just amazing and there's this video that's running on screen for anyone who's familiar with universal studios rides and honestly disney rides too there's often like pre-ride videos that play in the queue and they're always kind of cheesy and funny and this one had a little cartoon guy i don't want to like ruin the ride too much so i'm gonna try to give like not too many specific details and then you get deeper into the queue again i don't want to give away too many specific details but there's a lot of really fun easter eggs in there um little stuff from the original jurassic park movies some stuff from jurassic world um and there's some animatronics in there as well um and then the ride itself oh my god i can't even I don't even know how to properly do it justice because it's just, uh, 
the most insane ride I've ever been on. Um, it's, it feels like it's going so fast that it's broken and like, it's not supposed to be going that fast. Um, it's, if you like launches, let me tell you, you're going to love this ride. There's also animatronic raptors on the ride that are so realistic. It's just, yeah, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how better to say this, but just that it's amazing and everybody should go on it. I don't want to be too specific, so I'm just going to leave it there. Go on it. If you love dinosaurs, if you love roller coasters, this is the ride for you. Hey everyone, Steve Ray Morris here, and welcome to See Jurassic Right, Swift Bites, Jurassic June, Jurassic World Dominion, Velocicoaster, Jurassic World Evolution 2. I think I hit on everything. Well, goodbye. No. Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, I hope everyone's Jurassic June is going well. I have been... Things have been a little busy because I'm getting ready to go to the original Jurassic Park, a.k.a. Hawaii, at the end of the week. But I have a few fun things planned because this week, the Jurassic World Dominion IMAX exclusive trailer... We'll be playing in front of Fast 9, and I will be going. So, of course, the next Swift Bites or maybe Raptor Reactions or whatever, however I format it, I think I'll end up just putting it in the Swift Bites that was supposed to come out. <laughs> you know, they're supposed to come out on Fridays. I think I'll just put it there because uh, we're seeing it Thursday night. So, we'll see. But anyway, before we jump into all the trailer news and Jurassic World Evolution 2 news, my friend Jacqueline Stevens was kind enough to record that little voicemail for me because she went on the new Velocicoaster at Universal Studios in Orlando. She's at jstevens705. She actually has a really great podcast called Confessions of a Disney Goth. And yeah, yeah, it was really rad to hear her Velocicoaster experience. I mean, I would love to get out to Orlando and go to, you know, the whole Jurassic Park experience because the last time I was in Orlando when I was a kid, the Jurassic Park ride hadn't even been built yet. I don't even think it was finished yet in Hollywood, but it was really cool to hear her thoughts. And again, I'm glad she tried to stay spoiler free, but, but, um, it sounds like such an intense roller coaster. I don't know. It reminds, it almost makes it seem like it'll be like the California adventure roller coaster. But if any listeners have gone on, let me know. But Jacqueline made it super enticing, super exciting. And yeah, maybe now that things are opening back up, maybe I can look towards doing an Orlando trip. Maybe a meetup. I don't know. I don't know how many people who listen to this podcast live in Orlando, but uh yeah, I really want to go see the whole Jurassic Park, Jurassic World setup in Orlando because it seems like there's so much more room, you know, and although the Jurassic Park in Hollywood is the OG. Yeah, I really want to ride this Velocicoaster. It sounds awesome. Yeah, so with that, let's shift gears. And again, thank you, Jacqueline, at jsteven705 on Instagram. And her, check out her podcast, Confessions of a Disney Goth. Uh, but yeah, so switching gears. Thanks, everyone, for all the kind words uh, regarding my Jurassic Park episode with Omar. And yeah, it was, a, it was a very, it felt like a very intense conversation, at least on my end. Omar is such a sweetheart. And such a lovely human being. So everyone go follow him if you haven't yet. And I am dropping this at the same time 
or like kind of simultaneously, or maybe like a couple hours removed from. There's a lot of there's a lot of in-gen helicopters right now. I just have to call attention to it because sometimes they'll circle for hours. But what I was trying to say is that the Lost World episode is going to go up probably a little bit after this one. So, you know, you'll get your flavor. You can listen to the news and then you can listen to a great conversation that Omar and I had about the Lost World. We get into the toxic masculinity of Ian Malcolm in the movie and talk about how this is Spielberg's King Kong and some other really interesting stuff. Again, Omar's insights. I mean, we recorded the JP three episode. I don't want to hype that one up, but like I got chills hearing some of his observations. So yeah, uh, that JP three will obviously drop next week. And then lost world will be dropping probably a couple hours after this, after this swift bites. So moving on, Oh, yeah, I forgot to watch it. Jurassic World Dominion. Experience a special extended preview. <laughs> what was I even? Wait, I got to watch that again. Roll it back. Also pretty cool. Nope, this is Subnautica. <laughs> Y'all, I can't believe that we're... It's funny because... Technically, we all would have seen Dominion by now because it was supposed to come out a week or two ago this year. But it's like not even hitting me that I'm going to be seeing the Dominion trailer this week, like in a couple of days. It's Brad and I talked about on a, on a podcast that was a Brad Jost from the Dress Prick podcast, kind of this weird space we were in because with COVID and the film shutting down and picking back up again. And, you know, the release date in flux, it just was like the, the sort of normal rhythms of anticipating a film have been disrupted. And so I do think it's really cool that they are putting out this trailer, you know, basically a year early instead of uh, around Thanksgiving or, or, or Christmas or whatever. And, you know, I totally understand everyone's perspective when it comes to, uh, because obviously the big news is that this, this IMAX exclusive trailer is only going to be playing in front of Fast 9 in theaters. So, but I, I won't put a lot of stock into, I wouldn't put it a lot of stock into this trailer not being available for very long. I bet, like, I don't know how it's going to go, but, I definitely think we're going to see that tr- we're going to see the trailer part of this Jurassic World Dominion trailer. We're going to see that this weekend. I mean, it's already leaked online. Apparently we're going to, which I haven't watched it. I'm saving it for the theater, but yeah, we're going to get the trailer probably the same time this weekend. Uh, e- even though it probably won't include the prologue or the opening of Jurassic World Dominion. But you know, if that is the opening of Jurassic World Dominion, you know, we're all going to see it eventually. So, I'm not really too worried about that in particular. And if it isn't in the final movie, this sort of, um, and again, this is, I guess, going into spoiler territory. So, you know, turn back or move up a couple of minutes or a few minutes if you don't want to hear this. But supposedly this IMAX exclusive trailer is a trailer plus the prologue to Jurassic World Dominion, a.k.a. the opening scene. You think about the prologues to every Jurassic movie, you know, Jurassic Park, you have Shooter, you know, you have the raptor being loaded in. Then in The Lost World, you had Kathy Bowman and the whole compi attack sequence on the beach. Jurassic Park 3, you have Eric Kirby's descent into Easel Sorna. We're going to crash! 
Uh, Jurassic World probably had the shortest prologue, which was just the birth of the Indominus Rex. Those engine copters are back. I love LA. Speaking of JP3. And then in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, obviously, we got one of the most fantastic, probably the best opening sequence since the original uh, Rexy's chase on Main Street, followed by the release of the Mosasaur. And yeah, I'm very curious. Uh, I mean, this is already like putting the the this is already putting the cart before the horse. But there was an interview. I, I didn't want to talk about the trailer too much because I do want people to be surprised. Um, so I'll read a little bit of the I'll read a little bit of the uh, the press release that I have here. There's already been some doubt whether this this prologue that is, again, spoiler warning, set 65 million years ago. You see the origin of the mosquito uh, that bit a T-Rex that eventually becomes our Rexy. Yeah, there, there, there's some interview with Colin, I think, on Collider has cast some doubt whether or not th- this prologue will be in the movie. But I, I don't know. It, let's let's read the press release. This IMAX exclusive trailer allows fans to see the biggest, boldest chapter of the Jurassic series yet on the biggest screen and in the most thrilling way possible. As part of our celebration welcoming moviegoers back to the theater this summer, we couldn't think of a more perfect way to say thank you to the hundreds of millions of Jurassic and Fast fans around the world, said Jim Moore, president of domestic theater distribution for Universal Pictures. This first look at Jurassic World Dominion that Colin and his team put together is nothing like you've ever seen before. Even better, there's simply no more perfect place to experience both Dominion Preview, the Dominion Preview, and F9 than on the massive IMAX screen, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, maybe I won't read this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, so again, spoilers, it's this opening sequence was shot in IMAX and includes... It is the prologue to the film's narrative and is set 65 million years ago during the Cretaceous period when dinosaurs roamed the entire Earth. Uh, the score is obviously Michael, done by Michael Giacchino. And this is the origin story for how this is basically Rexy's origin story as far as like the mosquito biting that T-Rex and then eventually that DNA being used to early. I'm presuming just from reading this press release and the preview features seven new species of dinosaurs created by the legendary industrial light and magic that have never been seen in any Jurassic film before, but the preview doesn't end there and holds some real trademark Jurassic surprises with dinosaurs later roaming an earth that is decidedly less theirs alone. So Colin says, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to see dinosaurs in their natural habitat. Uh, it may have taken a few. De- this is Colin. It may have taken a few decades, but with a little help from ILM, Universal and Amblem, it has finally happened. This preview is just a glimpse of the film we've made. It's an epic celebration of everything Steven Spielberg and Michael Crichton created. And I can't wait to share it with the world next summer. All right, I wanted to update everyone on the status of Jurassic World Evolution 2, the sequel to Jurassic World Evolution, the park simulator that came out a few years ago. This Jurassic World Evolution 2 is going to drop this year, which is pretty wild because I literally just got the complete Switch edition of the first game this year. This year? Yeah, I did get it this year. Or maybe it was on sale around the holidays. I think Steve Yonamine let me know. Anyway, I haven't played it yet, which is kind of embarrassing. But again, I am not a big 
Again, I'm not a big management sim person. I, to me, it's like Animal Crossing felt like homework, you know, and I know not everyone feels that way. I mean, there's there's an exciting element to, you know, I grew up playing. I grew up obsessed with Harvest Moon. So it's just about the sweet spots or whatever. But I think since I've become obsessed with Subnautica, which is this survival, this open world survival game set on an ocean alien planet, and there's kind of management elements as far as like your health and food and water and balancing things and exploring, maybe, uh, maybe Jurassic World Evolution will hit me a little bit better, you know, that I'll actually give it a shot. I, I definitely think I'm going to give it a shot. So I'm just, I'm still, I'm still living in uh, the world of Subnautica right now. But for those who are really into Jurassic World Evolution, it seems like Jurassic World Evolution 2 is just taking everything to the next level, which seems really exciting. And again, there's little things about Jurassic World Evolution 2 with the, there's fly, you know, they, they added the flying reptiles and marine reptiles. And it's set after the events of Fallen Kingdom. So the animals are kind of free roaming. So maybe it's more of like building uh, like safari park style um, reserves and stuff. So it's less about building like a Jurassic Park and more of like these sort of game reserves and sort of like what, you know, like the dinosaurs in our real world. So that part to me is like, oh, that sounds intriguing. So let me read. Got another press release. So... I probably won't read the whole thing. Um, did you do with a brand new immersive narrative campaign voiced by cast members from across the Jurassic World film franchise, exciting new features, four engaging game modes, and an enhanced expanded roster of dinosaurs? Jurassic World Evolution 2 provides fans with everything they need to create authentic and compelling Jurassic World experiences. So players will leave the Muertes Archipelago for the first time and build their own authentic Jurassic worlds across diverse new environments from dense forests to scorched deserts in an effort to conserve and contain more than 75 prehistoric species. These include all new flying and marine reptiles brought to life with captivating realism. They'll display brand new behaviors as they interact with each other, fight for dominance, and react in Intelligently to the world around them. So uh, Jeff Goldblum returns, Bryce Dallas Howard returns. And again, there's a narrative that takes place after the events of Fallen Kingdom. And there's a chaos theory mode, which sounds intriguing. So yeah, I guess they like reimagine the events from, from the film. So that's, that is also intriguing to me, sort of the butterfly effect kind of thing. So, you know, Maybe Grant never gets on the plane. You know, maybe he's never tricked by the Kirby's. So who knows? Uh, oh, I guess the other important thing, it launches late 2021 on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, S, PS4, and the Xbox One. And so Jurassic World Evolution finally came out on the Switch with all the DLC and everything included. I believe it was the end of last year that it came out. And I was like, I mean, I haven't even played the first game yet, but I'm like, hey, Jurassic World Evolution, you like on Twitter, uh, will Jurassic World Evolution 2 eventually come to the Nintendo Switch? So I don't know if this is like a hot scoop or anything. I'm sure they just respond to everyone asking if it's going to come out on the Switch. But Jurassic World Evolution 2's Twitter account, their official Twitter account said, hi, Steven. <laughs> Sorry, that just tickles me when people respond like with your name on Twitter, like as if it's an email anyway, um, big ups to I, I, the Jurassic world evolution, social media, they do great work. So I appreciate the response. I really like follow up. Like, even though I haven't 
played Jurassic World Evolution, I actually really enjoy following their social media. So anyway, Jurassic World Evolution uh, responds, Hi, Steven. We don't have anything to announce with regards to a Switch version of Jurassic World Evolution 2. Jurassic World Evolution Complete Edition is available for purchase in the Nintendo on the Nintendo eShop. So look, they're going to upsell me as well, too. Ride ends in the gift shop. That's how it goes. But if anything, this just makes me think they're waiting for the announcement of the Nintendo Switch Pro, which is a whole other thing, or the new Nintendo Switch or whatever, to maybe before they announce that this Evolution 2 is coming to, yeah, the Nintendo Switch, because it's coming out on the beefier version or whatever. I mean, it makes sense. Like, just reading reviews of Jurassic World Evolution on the Switch, everyone is like, how did this, how did they fit this game on the Switch? Which I think a lot of people said about Subnautica and Mortal Kombat 11, which are other, <laughs> it's like every game I play on the Switch, people are like, how did they do this? So, uh, yeah. Are you excited for Evolution 2? Are you somebody like me who hasn't played it yet, but now that you know there's a sequel, maybe you're going to investigate it. The first one's probably on sale. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But um, yeah, I mean, the trailer's great. I'll put a link to the trailer in the notes if you're interested. Again, I just haven't been keeping up with stuff. But uh, Tom Jurassic does has done a lot of great videos using Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, so I'll put a link to that as well, too. Let me write that down. Tom Jurassic's evolution videos. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the this and the Jurassic World Dominion trailer news this week are like the two big things happening right now. Yeah. Are the two big things happening right now? Are you excited? Are you going to avoid the trailer? Man, though, it's the like in my brain, even if I was somebody who avoided trailers, I'm like, well, I'm going to forget the trailer if I watch it once. You know, the movie's not coming out for another year. And are you going to see it in IMAX? Are you... <laughs> Again, this just reminds me so much of when... I think I said it in the last Swift Bites, maybe, but the the whole Phantom Menace thing where when I was a kid and I think it was Wing Commander and Meet Joe Black, maybe, were the two movies that they played the Phantom Menace trailer in front of. But people would come into the theater with lightsabers dressed up as Jedi and, like, watch the trailer and then walk out. So... Brenna, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns, a.k.a. Beeksels, and I, she's watched more of the Fast and Furious movies than I have. I really enjoyed three, actually. Tokyo Drift was really fun. And yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not going to catch up by the time, uh, you know, because it's Monday when I'm recording this. I definitely am not going to be able to watch all of them before Thursday, but... Who knows? Maybe seeing the ninth one will inspire me to see the rest. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And I wanted to read a lot of people's really funny, insightful, interesting and cool comments about the original Jurassic Park in celebrating Jurassic June in 2021. So we'll be right back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I just realized that I do all right a lot. Anyway, we're back. A dinosaur story. And before we get into our Jurassic June retrospective questions, basically on Twitter and the Facebook group, see Jurassic Great Podcast, join it if you haven't yet. I asked questions just about the movies, just curious questions, things that I was thinking about when putting together my interviews uh, and conversations with Omar. And yeah, before we get to that, though, I wanted to give a brief shout out to the Jurassic magazine. Um, it's at the Jurassic mag on Twitter and Instagram. Really great dude, Dominic. He, I mean, he puts together a magazine just for Jurassic fans. It's super amazing, super cool. It's like just the kind of thing that like, I like, that's the stuff that I want to do, you know, like putting together a magazine for fans. I'm so glad he's doing it. And I was honored to be included in sort of a fan wrap up, if you will, or like a fan feature. Um, tons of other great Jurassic community members are all included in this magazine, as well as an interview with Paul McKell Williams, who plays Darius in Camp Cretaceous. And there's an interview with, uh, the folks behind the Jurassic World exhibition, which I saw back in 2018, I think, when I went to Chicago. Um, but it's back and it's in, I believe it's in Dallas, question mark. Um, uh, so I looked it up. It is the Dallas Fort Worth area. Go see it if you can. And Dominic has a really great interview with the folks behind the exhibition. And yeah, it's a free magazine. Just hop over to the Jurassic Mag on Twitter or Instagram. I'll obviously link to this specific issue in the show notes, but yeah, give him a follow. And yeah, I love Dominic's coverage. I love that he's doing this for the community. It's a really awesome thing and I'm so glad we have it. But without further ado, let's get into the closing question of this episode. And so I wrote on Twitter, uh, I would generally say that Jurassic Park is regarded as the best movie of all time. So what qualities does Jurassic Park have that no other dinosaur movie has had before or since? And why is it so hard to make a good dinosaur movie? So uh, I'm just going to cherry pick some questions here on the fly from the Facebook group and from Twitter. All right. And the first comment that I really liked was from Ryan from Jurassic Outpost, as well as a very talented artist. And you should follow him on social if you're not already. Ryan, uh, it's at Ryan J S H U at Ryan J. Shu. Follow him on all the socials. He's a very incredibly talented artist, a very sweet dude. And his wife is a murderino, so that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but he, his comment says, uh, JP found a charm and connection that ties our place within nature that I haven't quite felt the same in other movies. It wasn't so much about the blockbuster scenes, but the relationships with the dinosaurs. I also think JP gave us a glimmer of hope to the possibility of its existence, which is just a mind melt when you think about it. I really like that. You're like, whoa, this we could actually bring dinosaurs back. 
A very general explanation, but it simply came down to the magic, quote-unquote, JP exhibited that's almost hard to explain. <laughs> Jess said it, the next comment, again, this beautiful comment from, from Ryan, and then Jess in the Facebook group says, Sam Neill and practical effects. And then she goes on to explain more stuff, but I just thought that was very funny. And, oh, Grayson, he is a paleontologist, and he teaches people about dinosaurs. I think you can literally hire Grayson to to talk about dinosaurs or reptiles, or you, uh, like herpetology, all that good stuff. Uh, maybe I'll put a link to his website in here, because, yeah, I'm like, for my birthday 2022, I want Grayson to come over and explain to me uh, about some dinosaurs. And he was on the Percast for our uh, April Fool's episode, and he talked about Joanna, his monitor lizard. Anyway, his comment, um, I really like this. With the exception of perhaps the original Land Before Time, I have yet to watch a dinosaur movie with as well-developed a plot. Most of them either over-pander to children or are B-movie schlock, although sometimes that can be fun. And yeah, I I mean, I think that's very well said. It's It's... It's almost like dinosaur movies can be one or the other. And I would love to see dinosaurs explored in other ways, in other genres that don't have to be. Yeah, have to be necessarily for kids or they don't. There's nothing wrong with kids movies or B movie schlock, which is great. That's Grayson's also not saying that either, but it's like. You know, superhero movies have been allowed to become so many different things. And wouldn't it be... I mean, you think of the difference between, like, Iron Man and WandaVision. Like, they're worlds apart and multiverses apart. And so I would love it if dinosaurs could get the same treatment. So I thought Grayson's comment kind of hit the nail on the head there. And what else? Uh, Nick says, The scary dinosaurs weren't really villains. Everyone was just trying to work out where they fit on in the food chain. So the thrilling aspect of the film was how, to do, was how the dinosaurs reacted. Paired with the carefully used CGI, it created a realism that resonated with audiences that actually made the events seem possible. Again, hitting on Ryan's comment in kind of a different way, but I, I, I love the way that uh, Nick said that. And Zelma coming in hot with this really great comment as always very beautiful comment she said jurassic park is just very earnest it treats its subject matter and characters with respect it fully commits to the concept that dinosaurs have been recreated in this theme park with questionable ethics and motivations it has the suspense intention of a techno thriller but also the wonder and fantasy of dinosaurs and even though the science was not the most accurate it positioned itself as a more scientifically accurate representation giving it an air of credibility dinosaurs are just so alluring to the public they were real creatures, but feel so fantasy-like. Jurassic Park capitalizes on that duality. Oof, I got chills reading this. Uh, and of course, the realism of the CGI just brings it all home. It really was lightning in a bottle. I can describe the elements that make it so special, but it's so hard to capture the why. Again, circling back to Ryan's comment. I mean, Zelma, I mean, truly, I got chills reading this. Like, that duality has been such a big part of this franchise and i think that's what makes it really unique in that aspect but yeah beautiful comment um again you always have the most insightful things to add uh when you comment on stuff um so thank you and let me see if there's any good stuff from twitter the, to me the funniest part about the twitter stuff was that i looked at like the quote retweets and most of them just said laura dern which you know fair <laughs> laura dern laura dern she's the best 
And oh, Genozoic, who um, is another member of the Jurassic community, great dude. He says there are some great dinosaur stories out there, so it's not a question of it being particularly daunting, at least no more than most forms of science fiction. Some blame the JP Jurassic World movies to give no room for the competition, but with 14 years of no Jurassic films, that argument falters. I think it has to do with the support the projects receive. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to link to this thread in the in the episode post so you can go read all the comments. But I love what Genozoic says, you know, um, like it all comes down to support. So obviously, you know, there's this idea that Jurassic is kind of the biggest, you know, the biggest uh, megaphone on the block. But other other dinosaur projects don't really get that much support, which is very strange. And um, <laughs> he seems to really love Terra Nova. So I should actually I tried giving that a watch. I just like I cannot uh, admit that I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of what I saw, but, you know, I should give it another shot. So I really like that comment and um, <laughs> says, hold on to your butts on Twitter, Jesse said, what other dinosaur movies are there other than the Jurassic ones? Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Rothman says best summer blockbuster of all time. Uh, Jurassic Dyke at Jurassic Dyke. Elena says real heart, real threat. I love that. That's a great comment. And yeah, more love for Laura Dern, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I haven't read this article in a long time, but somebody linked um, the heartbroke linked to Jurassic Park's best special effect, Laura Dern's mouth. So maybe I'll link that in the show notes as well. And yeah, you know, Stan Winston, legend. But yeah, I think that's always just going to be a question. Like, not like the success of Jurassic Park was just such a such a confluence of events. I mean, maybe <laughs> just like the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs, Jurassic Park brought dinosaurs back to life. So, uh, yeah. Thank you everyone for listening again. I hope you've been having a Jurassic June. Sorry. The schedule has been a little more hectic, but stay tuned for my lost world interview with Omar Najam. I am so proud of these interviews I did with Omar. These, the three we did on Jurassic Park, the lost world and Jurassic Park three, this, you know, again, probably a couple hours or in the next day or two, the hopefully within a day uh <laughs> the lost world interview will drop and then next week the dress park three interview will drop and again i wanted to make these really fun bite-sized combos that you could really just digest and again for me it was truly just you know trying to get to the meat of why i love these movies and it, it felt appropriate for this jurassic june to start with the first three so yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Again, hope you're having a great Jurassic June. And yeah, I'll see you soon. So hold on to those butts and get ready for the Jurassic World Dominion trailer this week.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.